Hey everyone, so here we are again. Welcome back to another episode of BioNexus Health, Autism Uprooted. Today we'll be speaking with uh, Larissa. Larissa is from New York City. She is a cardiology specialist nurse practitioner. Um, her son and daughter have had remarkable progress on the herbal medicine protocol. And uh, Larissa is here to shed some additional light on how she achieved what she has achieved with her children today. Let's welcome Larissa to today's show. Welcome to the BioNexus Health Podcast with Dr. Jodi A. Dashaw, who holds a PhD in Integrative Medicine, is board certified in Integrative Pediatrics, an internationally recognized pioneering clinician and author. And now here's your host of BioNexus Health Podcast, Dr. Jodi A. Dashaw. Hi, Larissa. Hi, Dr. Dashaw. So welcome to today's podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. So uh, right off the bat, let's get started. Um, what brought you to BioNexus Health and, and you know, herbal, uh, herbal treatment? You are a cardiology specialist, um, nurse practitioner. And I'm, I'm just, you know, curious, what brought you to herbal medicine? Well, about a couple of years ago, um, we lived in a house that I suspected had mold after Sandy hurricane uh, mm -hmm. because it was flooded, but I never paid attention and I couldn't connect the dots together when um, I developed autoimmune disease myself. My daughter and my son were born both in that house and they had been struggling with multiple gastrointestinal problems um, since basically birth and nobody knew what was going on. Uh, all of the labs were messed up. Like my little one had elevated, elevated calcium all the time and we've been to hundreds of practitioners and nobody could pinpoint the simple fact that we were living in a moldy house because they're not aware of it eventually. We um, were looking for a practitioner who can help us and we found you. I basically Googled myself and uh, that's how I got introduced to uh, Dr. Shoemaker's works. Yes. And then he recommended uh, practitioners and uh, I just chose based on my zip code, you were the closest one to us. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So, uh you have uh, both you, your son, and your daughter have been on the natural protocol. So you were actually okay with an all natural approach. Yes, I, I myself, I cannot tell. I'm very sensitive to chemicals, mm. like all of the chronic patients who've been like SIRS and mold and Lyme, and I, I didn't even know that I had Lyme at that time when I met you. <laughs> and when you told me about it, I, I was shocked. That was my initial response. I could not believe that I passed along um, my line to my children. Never knew about it, that it could happen that way. So um, that's why antibiotics was out of the question because I hated antibiotics. I've been taking multiple antibiotics uh, through my life. And I know that always side effects, they follow antibiotics. So microbiome is wrecked. You need to replenish the good bacteria, which, um, you know, some people can do it year after year, but it never is replenished because that's tremendous toll that antibiotics, you know, uh, take place on human's body. 
um, that what happened to be in the past. I didn't want my children to go over it. And I decided to go natural at this point because I've heard about herbs, I've heard about homeopathy, but I never tried it. So I gave it a shot with you. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. You know, uh, Superstorm or Hurricane Sandy did quite a number on New York City. So I'm not surprised that that your house was uh, was affected as well. You know, uh, many people, even after being flooded, were not aware that, you know, uh, the floods need to be cleaned up. I mean, it wasn't really possible to clean everything up within 24 hours because I, I think for a whole week, many people had no power. There was no electric for yes. a long time. Yes, at that point, we uh, just moved in into the house. We were very lucky to buy the house and get flooded in one month. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Yeah, so in the end of September, we moved in, and the end of October, we were flooded. Yes. And uh, we were still trying to, you know, bring the new furniture in the house, but we have to get rid of it immediately. So uh, it was six feet of water, and uh, we had to leave uh, a couple of days with our friends. But then when the water went down and uh, we went back to the house, uh, my husband, the first thing what he did, because he is doing construction, he ripped off the walls. Uh, and our first floor, basically, he was trying to dry what is left. I see. He replaced as much as he could. I thought that we were safe because he did such a great job you know a lot of people were living in the in the moldy houses for a long time but we, we, we were not but since we had a semi-attached house our neighbors didn't do anything oh that's right okay yes right. yes okay so we did our job we did our part but instead mm -hmm. of doing their part they just sold the house uh in a year and when the new owners came um <laughs> years down the road now when I communicate with with them I can recognize um, the impact of mold in their lives because when they moved in everybody was healthy now six of them in that household have problems but nobody oh, wants to that. that right. this is mold right yes and uh, they don't believe me you know it's a choice uh, like with everybody it's a choice some people like you said prefer antibiotics some people prefer natural so I made my choice because I was looking for the answers uh, since we got flooded and um, it was eight years to be exact so yes. eight years of suffering and I just decided to put an end to it and we sold the house and uh, we moved out three years ago and uh, everybody started to clear off the mold toxins finally <laughs> finally yes you know some people like you mentioned with your neighbors you know i guess uh, some people just prefer to keep their heads in the sand you know i, I don't want to know anything right. i'm just managing yeah we we got uh one foot of water in our basement and I, I remember, uh, you know, we lost a lot of paperwork. No, I think it was more than a foot. We got two to three feet, actually, now that I read. Yes, yes, you know, the, the roof blew away, yes. the shed blew away, and uh, we got a, a few feet of water. I lost important documents, which were stored in the basement, you know, my certificates, my uh, transcripts, and, and, and uh, family photographs a lot of stuff, you know, wedding certificates and all of that, you know, college graduation. But anyways, you know, but um, yeah, we we had to, uh, we had to rip everything out as well. 
just so that and and as you know right you know papers and anything porous cannot be kept after right. there has been water damage so otherwise it affects the health yeah so uh, we started treating your daughter and your son, and you you mentioned that you know I was able to recognize um, underlying concerns with you as well, and we have been treating you. Yes, you know I was as shocked as you were when uh, way back in the past I discovered that I had tick-borne infections and that mm -hmm. Lyme disease, and I had passed it on uh, to my son, probably even the the mold toxins were you know passed to him you know, during pregnancy and uh yeah so both your son and daughter have been on the protocol and you know uh, they have just done remarkably well you've uh, you've both have been very compliant you've made sure that everything is uh, it, is done the way it is supposed to be done and one thing that i love that you said to me one day that you know um, I don't remember if it was about your son or your daughter, but it's like, you know, it's a whole different person health-wise. So can you explain a little bit that um, what progress have you seen first mm -hmm. with your son and then with your daughter? Yes, I, th I believe I spoke about my son because at that time when I um, was looking for a practitioner like uh, yourself, so I... I was desperate. My uh, at that time, three-year-old son. He was always had mood problems with his mood. He was on the depressive side. He was crying. Something was bothering him. He wasn't gaining weight. I mean, he's still skinny, but uh, his mood has improved uh, dramat dramatically. So because I could not tolerate when he was crying every five minutes. Oh, mommy, I don't want to do that. And this is bothers him. And he um, he was uh, not diagnosed with autism because he was talking. But uh, people, I mean, his pediatrician couldn't understand why he's not so happy all the time. And once we started the drops, the minerals, the protocol, immediately, within like a um, two-week period, me and my husband, we noticed that he became a happy kid. He wasn't crying anymore. He was happy, actually, playing with his sister, with other, uh, you know, kids. And um, in a year, he was able to join pre-K. So because I was afraid that he would never go to pre-K because he was, everything was disturbing. Everything was bothering him. He was very sound sensitive. Mm -hmm. uh, he was very tired all the time. He wanted to take naps and he didn't want to take naps. He didn't know what he wanted. But I remember you said um, not everything is lost because he was asking for forgiveness. <laughs> remember I told you that? He said, mommy, I'm sorry. I don't know what's happening, but I'm sorry. And when, when he was asking for forgiveness because he needed help at that point, you know, I, I was going above and beyond just to help him because I, I felt so bad for that little kid whose fault it wasn't that he was born in a moldy house from the mom who had a mycotoxin illness on top of it. So that's the, that's the story. With my daughter, it was a little bit different. Um, she had some mood issues, but primarily um, she was a compliant child. Basically, she was already in school at that time we moved out, but the protocol helped her dramatically um, in a way that she 
started to grow. She started to gain weight. She started to improve in school, more concentration. I noticed that for the past year and a half, she gained 25 pounds. Oh, and God she, bless. Wow. And she became like very tall and she joined gymnastics. So she became stronger. So she's a big sister now. I'm very happy about it. She uh, stopped screeching her teeth at night, which is, you know, might be a sign of parasitic infection or any mm -hmm. underlying infection, whatever she had. And she also started to fall asleep immediately after she gets to bed, like without any problem. Before it was 12 o'clock, they were still jumping. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they didn't want to sleep. They were like overexcited. And then it was um, like a bad habit of them going to bed all the time at late. Now, every time when they hit the pillow, they sleep. They became more calm. So it means that the body rests and they can, um, you know, function normally in the morning. How about their gut? Both of them had a pretty severe lab work, right? That came with right. lots of problems. So how have you seen uh, their gut improve? Victoria, when we used to, when she was born in that house, she always had constipation. Until she was two years old, I was given her animals. She didn't, maybe she had like a few bowel movements on her own. I went to different specialists and um, GI doctors and nobody could, again, nobody could figure it out. It was like either parasitic infection or a long-standing um, bacterial infection that dysbiosis, you know, that was happening. They were giving them Miralax, like all those medications that were helping temporarily, but then the problem came back. So I was tired of all of those medications. I stopped them. And when we switched to herbs, Victoria since then has bowel movement every single day. I'm not going to say she's like, did you go to the bathroom? Yes, mommy. I was twice. <laughs> oh, great. So, yes. Great. Christian never had constipation problem, but he was on diarrhea side. Mm. So he had multiple um, bowel, loose bowel movement. Um, and uh, now it, and what really concerned me in that house, in that uh, moldy house that he was going, he was peeing frequently. I changed like 50 diapers a day. We did not know that the urine was very diluted. It was like water. Mm. He was dehydrated. So um, once we moved out from the mold environment, literally he started peeing like two, three, four times a day max. And the urine became concentrated. That was a miracle. <laughs> Nobody could answer um, us why he was, you know, urinating that frequently, but then after reading your book, I realized, like I connected all the dots. Like I also had the same problem. Once I was in the house, I had frequent urination at the end of living in that house. I couldn't control myself. I was just, you know, urinating frequently. And once we moved out, it normalized. So um, that was the... So his, his gut has normalized as well now? Uh, Christian is better, but mm -hmm. I think more work should be done. Yes. With Victoria, I'm positive that she, she tolerates more of the food, most of the foods. She has variety of foods, vegetables, uh, fruit, you know, even gluten I started to introduce, but not American gluten. We buy gluten in um, 
we buy flour uh, from in, imported from Russia or Poland. So I think it has less gluten content in it. She can tolerate it. We don't give it every day, three times a day, like most of the Americans do with a standard American diet. We give it like once in three days, you know, like, you know, bake with that type of flour because gluten-free flowers I found also offensive, uh, some of them. You have to know a very good um, uh, brand. The good brand, right? Yeah. Right. yeah, which is sometimes hard and we have shortages of, of that yeah. nowadays. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to get mm -hmm. and it's very expensive. Yes, it isn't everything. I know, I know. You know, uh, it's a very uh, economical and cheap and easy to fall sick. Yes. Right? You know, to, to ruin your gut, to ruin your health, to shut down your immune system. But it is very expensive and hard to crawl your way back to health. That's that's what that is. And, um, you know, with Brian as well, we had a frequency of urination every 20 minutes. Yeah. It, it just, and he was, yes, it, it was very dilute, but he was passing urine. It's not like yeah. one or two drops. You know, I thought maybe yeah. it's a UTI, but he was actually passing a significant amount you know, yeah. like normal amount of urine every 20 minutes. And for us, it actually took for treating Lyme and Bartonella as well, other than his mycotoxin exposure. So all three was required for him to stop mm -hmm. his, uh, his frequency of urination. Today, I had, uh, I was speaking with another, uh, a dad, an autism dad, actually, mm -hmm. of, of an, an older kid. Now, um, apparently was doing well. Uh, he did really well on, on the Bionexus protocol. So we, we ended up discharging uh, the child at the age of 14. Now the child is 17 and has come back. Everything mm -hmm. is fine, you know, still has lost the diagnosis, but all of a sudden uh, has started enuresis, which is, mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, bedwetting again. Right. So at the age of 17. Wow. So, uh, that's 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 when we um, we, we kind of figured out that the school seems to be a problem with the mm -hmm. mold. You know, the house has been remediated and yeah. whatnot. The school recently uh, they had uh, lots of rain. You, you you must have heard right around the country, right? Uh, the Pacific Northwest and Midwest had a lot of cold and rain and snowstorms and flooding and what have you. So that affected the school building and Zachary just reacted, you know, mm. uh, reacted right away. And at the age of 17, he's, he's lost the diagnosis. He's mainstreamed. He's got good language. Mm -hmm. And now he's embarrassed because he's bedwetting and he's scared that he's going to, yeah. So we just started him back, back on treatment and we'll see. Mm -hmm see how it goes but yeah so that is good uh you know overall you and your children are doing really well and it's a completely natural protocol and you know i i remember you being stressed when i first met you and then mm -hmm. looking at you relax smiles in fact you mentioned to me larissa that uh, you you went on vacation uh domestically as well as traveled abroad and both the kids did really yes. well yes i mean we brought a couple of bags then we checked the store remember you you you, yes. you said 
is the result of your traveling. It's because they were yeah. exposed to swimming pools, you know, like the environment uh, in the hotel. But we tried our best. We tried to find a very good um, hotel, like reputable. But you never know. Yeah. Like you, you never know how is it, you know. They might tell you a totally different story and you don't know exactly, but people leave reviews and actually we're very happy with that place. So we probably, we're looking to come back next year. <laughs> oh, same place that, that you mentioned yeah. to me as well, right? Yes, you know, uh, obviously we won't take names, but uh, I looked it up and it's very mm -hmm. interesting that, you know, they don't have wall-to-wall -wall carpet. You know, they have wow. those little area rugs. There's no carpet, which is great. Mm -hmm. um, most you know most hotels have wall-to-wall uh, -wall carpeting so that that can be um, be quite problematic but right. uh, yeah it's, it's important to choose wisely when you choose a hotel so good you know at least if you can open the windows or open the doors that is very helpful I remember going for a conference to the UK one time mm -hmm. And interestingly enough, you know, since most of the buildings are pretty old, uh, the windows could still be opened. And I was up on the seventh floor and it was oh, it was clearly moldy. Yeah. And I had my air purifier with me, uh, two of them actually. I always take one for the room and one for the bathroom. So I had those two going on, but I, I would leave the, uh, the windows open the whole time I was downstairs at the conference. So there was, you know, a fresh air coming in and that makes a big difference if the room is moldy. So and, and another tip for choosing a hotel is that mm -hmm. you should be able to. Recently, Brian uh, presented at, at a, a, a scientific conference in Boston mm -hmm. and uh, the, uh, the hotel that his professor chose is uh, was, was, you know, a, a regular hotel, but luckily, his room, he said that he was able to open the windows and that 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 was, you know, and this is great that he understands what mm -hmm. needs to be done, you know, when, right. when he's spending even just one night at a hotel. So it's important to as our kids recover, as as they get their brains back, their bodies back, it's important to kind of educate them, you know, just like you do. I know about mm -hmm. diet, about, you know, environmental safety. So, um, because they already have the genetics, you can't do anything about genetics. Yes. They just have to be cautious. Okay. So any, um, any final words you would like to add, um, uh, for any parents out there, you know, who have children who are suffering from mold exposure, who are considering, uh, to skip the harsh uh, conventional medicines like you mentioned and mm -hmm. and to go for the completely uh, plant-based herbal protocol what would you say well as a mom I think it's very difficult for most of the moms to recognize the problem because uh, we you know as parents we bring them to pediatricians to conventional um therapists who recommend and um, we some of us value their opinion because they're professionals and the most important thing I think is to recognize the problem and to search independently <laughs> don't rely on the practitioners because 
And that's what always was triggering me, you know, like the triggers, there were multiple triggers, but I was like, it doesn't sound right. I know that what she said, but it, I don't agree with that. You know, let me Google and Dr. Google, (laughs) (laughs) other like the information uh, that I found, luckily, thank God, um, was very reputable and uh, from good sources. So I was able to filter what is wrong and what is right and uh, weigh it and make choices. Uh, find a good practitioner like you, Dr. Deshaw. And uh, also um, the most important thing for the parent is to give 100%. So basically the first step is to start and then just do it. Do it every day. Sometimes, you know, you're late for school, for work, and you just want to do those drops. And if you skip it that day, give it in the evening or before they go to bed or, but just do it. Don't forget that you have that valuable material, you know, valuable herbs and supplements that um, make them feel and yourself feel better. So just do it consistently day in, day day after, you know, so um, because it works. We've been on it like over a year. And as myself, I can say sometimes if I skip, I know already that I shouldn't have done that. (laughs) (laughs) When we travel, for example, we don't take stuff with us because it's a a lot of things. And recently they opened them, you know, I don't know, they opened our luggage and look through the luggage and open our herbs. I didn't like that. They spilled the herbs. So the Mm -hmm. fact that they do that is just, it's not right, but they were looking for something, I guess. So, but um, if you can take it uh, on a trip, so try to minimize the exposure of the environment then, like try for organic foods. Um, like again, make choices. To make choice is really hard sometimes because I, I spoke to many moms who have kids and they have autism. And when I give them recommendations, just because I know them and they're my friends, they agree. But then they tell me, Oliver say, you know, it's so hard. I don't know how you do that. Ugh, it's so easy just to go and buy those Lunchables for children and give oh. it to them. Because oh, it takes, you. I'm just, sorry. you know, oh, wow. yeah, Lunchables. Lunchables. That's what my daughter says. Most of the kids in her class have Lunchables. And oh my God. she never tried that. And we always try to send her home with homemade foods and yeah. tell them, do not expose them to this and that. And of course, it's hard when they buy pizza for the whole class and the child is left out and everybody thinks that the child is different, you know, and kids don't want to be different. They want to have friends they want to be in the same environment but you can provide with a gluten-free pizza slice or something just arrange for a gluten-free muffin give it to the teacher and tell them to give it to the kid so it's it's a hard work but it's rewarded at the end you know if if you're consistent so that's my advice that is very well said you know um people that come to me are actually well-researched like yourself and they don't want to do anything invasive with their children. And they say that, you know, we want to keep it plant-based. You want to keep it all natural. And, uh, you know, we are willing to do what it takes. The, The important thing to realize is that, you know, these underlying issues are not just mild medical issues, right? We find some major cardiovascular risk factors. 
we find clotting factors, we find major infections that, that affect multiple organ systems. And you know, all living organisms, including microbial organisms like bacteria, viruses, they grow. They all have a reproductive cycle. So we, if we sweep it under the rug right now for our children, right? You know, okay, uh, I'm not interested in doing labs. I don't want to investigate. You know, he's he's diagnosed autistic. Fine. Here's Lunchables. You know, it's easy. Um, easy. I'm doing my best. I have other kids. Okay, fair enough. I understand. You know, busy mom. You have to pay the mortgage. You have to work. Got to pay the bills. But you know understand that you have to be ready to uh, face the possibility, depending on various factors, then what's going to happen in the future, right? right. You know, uh, all of these neuro, um, uh, neurodegenerative conditions, uh, autoimmune conditions, cancerous conditions have been associated with chronic inflammation in the body. Right. That's just, there's so much research out there that shows this. So I always remind my son, you know, he is, he's in med school now himself. And, you know, I'm glad that, that he's had this foundation, not that he's been through so much suffering, but the learning aspect of it that, you know, he understands chronic inflammation. He understands that going out with friends is great, but, you know, it is perfectly cool to say, no, thank you, but you go ahead. You know, yeah. you, you proceed. Someone's having a drink. Great, you know it's not for me, but please, please proceed. You know it's it's not uh, it's not uh, uncool to say that. You know it is very cool to stand up for yourself, mm -hmm. to establish your preferences. You know, and nowadays most people have allergies. I, I I know Brian tells me that in his in his friend circle, you know, one is vegan, uh, one cannot have alcohol, you know, due to religious reasons. Another one has allergies to this and that, you know, so they're always ordering their own stuff. You know, it's not like mm -hmm. he has to keep snacks in stock because friends know, uh, they know that he's got his own thing right? Uh, and they all have their own things and, and ev everyone respects each other's preferences. And the last thing I'll say about this is that, you know, when our kids, Larissa, when they are 50 and if we are fortunate enough to be there... <laughs> Uh, when they turn 50, you know, you will see and they will see that compared to their peers, the health is fantastic. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I have so many patients um, that have gone through the herbal protocol and I myself still do it, you know, once, sometimes twice a day, every single day, because it makes me feel good. You know, I'm not doing like 500 herbs. I'm doing maybe five or seven herbs. And it's it's what keeps me even. And I, mm -hmm. I recently had to switch dentists like temporarily. Mm -hmm. And this uh, the, the nurse is looking at the paperwork I filled and she's like, you haven't filled your medications. And I'm, you know, uh, and she's looking at me, you know, look, looked at my age and she goes like, yeah, you didn't fill. I, I don't I don't have any. She's looking at me like suspiciously. Yeah, right. Like I don't take any prescription meds, you right. know. And unfortunately, in my age group, it is it's quite common to have like five, seven prescription medication for all different kinds of things: diabetes and blood pressure and whatever. You know, it's it's just. Uh, and I, I've had some of my clients go through the same thing. You know, people look at them suspiciously. Like, what? No prescription meds? 
no, we don't have any, like knock wood, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's what's going to be um, the good news with our kids as well as they get older. I hope so. <laughs> Very good. All right. So awesome. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today. I, I really appreciate you being here. I'm very happy, happy to be there. All right. So that brings us to an end of today's podcast. Um, thank you for joining me, everyone. And I will see you back here at the next episode. So until then, be well. Namaste. Thank you for joining Master Herbalist Dr. Jody A. Dashaw, Director of the BioNexus Health Clinic and BioNexus Herbals, on the BioNexus Health Podcast, where we explore and share information and stories about recovering and healing from chronic and environmental illnesses such as mold biotoxin illness, Lyme disease, autism spectrum disorder, fatigue, Crohn's and colitis, mast cell activation syndrome, PANS, and more. Please help us grow our message by subscribing to our podcast channel and sharing the podcast on your social networks. For more information visit bionexushealth.com. Information within this video, audio, or text, collectively known as the podcast, has not been reviewed by the FDA. Nothing within the podcast is intended as or should be construed as medical advice. Information is for general informational and educational purposes only. Consumers of the podcast should consult with their healthcare practitioners for medical recommendations. Seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider. Do not disregard the advice of a healthcare provider based on any information from the podcast. The information within the podcast may contain information concerning dietary supplements or over-the-counter products that are not drugged. Our dietary supplement products are not intended for use as a means to cure, treat, prevent, diagnose, or mitigate any disease or other medical or abnormal condition.